In this podcast series, we'll be looking at the most significant workplace relations issues of the month. This series will be of interest to HR professionals and others trying to keep up to date with the many policy changes and debates and the latest commission and court decisions impacting on the workplace. The full members-only report is available on our website at aigroup.com.au in the policy section under Workplace Relations Policy and Advocacy. And with me today to discuss the key aspects of that report, I'm speaking with Stephen Smith, Head of National Workplace Relations at AI Group, and I'm Tony Melville, AI Group's Head of Communications. So we'll just look at, at five of the issues. There's about a dozen of them there, but the first, uh, the first five roughly we can go through very briefly with Stephen. And the first one is the latest with the federal court hearing on the Workpack versus Scheme case and some important developments around casual work. Uh, Stephen, where are we at with that? Yes, most people would have heard of this Workpack versus Scheme decision of the full federal court. The court has decided that the phrase casual employee in the Fair Work Act doesn't have any set meaning and the issue of whether or not an employee is a casual employee depends upon the circumstances. Uh, AI Group is of the view this is uh, unworkable given the very large number of people who are employed on a casual basis for extended periods. So we are strongly urging the federal government and all parliamentarians to uh, legislate to overturn uh, this uh, unworkable decision and uh, implement the uh, standard arrangement that if you're engaged as a casual and you're paid as a casual, then you are a casual, full stop. So we've got the new case going, but are companies now, should they be preparing for this case to stand? Should they be going over their books and working out what's what, changing people's conditions of employment perhaps? Well, there are a few things that have been uh, occurring. The Skeen decision now uh, is a decision that, that, that stands there, but Workpack, the uh, major labour hire company, has initiated another case in the federal court, and this case is uh, Workpack versus Rosato, and it will look at um, some of the same issues but some other issues that weren't looked at in the, uh, the Skeen case. Um, this case uh, will uh, take place uh, in the federal court over the, the coming months. But you're, you're correct, there are a number of steps that employers can take and should look at taking. Uh, obvious things like uh, if you are employing someone as a casual, make sure you give them a, a piece of uh, paper, you know, a, an employment contract or other document that specifies that they're a casual ideally specifies that they're paid a separate casual loading and specifies the quantum of that. Uh, make sure in the pay records and on pay slips that the person is identified as a casual. And once again, the casual loading is identified separately. And there should also be a, a, an offsetting clause in the uh, employment contract for casuals that make it clear that the amount that's paid each pay period is in satisfaction of any entitlements uh, under an award or a piece of legislation that the employee might be entitled to. So the hope is that this new case will overturn the Skeen one or at least redefine what a casual is. But in the meantime, the companies don't, they don't have to be back paying people that would claim to be casual and not casual, sorry, full time. Well, there are significant risks at the moment for employers. 
There are about two and a half million casual employees in Australia, and about one and a half million of those work on a, a regular, ongoing basis. Um, what we are hoping to achieve at AI Group is to convince sufficient uh, members of parliament to legislate to overturn the Skeen decision and put the issue beyond doubt through uh, a legislative amendment. But there's also this other case before the federal court, which hopefully will shed more light on uh, on the issues uh, as well. So you can watch this space, but have some preparations and go through uh, the sort of preparation that you were talking about there. Yes. And hopefully in the new year or maybe the middle of next year, does it take that long? Well, hopefully uh, Parliament will act urgently and uh, we are working very hard on that, but we don't have a time frame. So that would make the, the court case irrelevant? It, it, in the ideal world, that would be the case. In the ideal world. Yes. Okay, so we're pushing hard for the ideal world there. Okay, we'll just go on right to the second item in this significant workplace relations issue brief, and that is the push by the ACTU for industry-wide bargaining. And we're taking some action to try and ensure that the Labor opposition, if they got into government, wouldn't be supporting this type of campaigning? Yes, the ACTU is pushing a campaign which they're calling Change the Rules, which uh, is based on a, a flawed uh, uh, argument that the rules are unfair to unions and workers when, of course, we're talking about the Fair Work Act that substantially changed the fair work system to uh, benefit workers and unions. But right at the top of the ACTU's list is a, a push for industry bargaining, uh, including the right to organise strikes across the whole, uh, work, uh, whole uh, industry uh, workforce. Um, the, the whole um, proposal is, is deeply flawed but would be deeply damaging. You know, Australia has an award system. We're the only country in the world that has awards, and these awards, of course, operate at the industry level. If you've got a, a minimum standard in the award system, what would be the purpose of having an industry agreement that overrides that and means that the award doesn't actually apply to anyone. There are many, many arguments against uh, industry bargaining and they're all set out in, in detail in, uh, in the report that's uh, on AI Group's website. So this is back to the 70s type of, of whole industry shutdown. Yes, it, it would lead to outcomes like the 70s, but... Uh, most people don't realise that there has never been an industry-wide right to strike in Australia. The strikes that were common in the 70s were unlawful strikes. We've only had a right to strike in Australia since uh, the early 90s, and it's been a right that relates to enterprise bargaining, not industry-wide bargaining. Okay. So uh, I noticed that Qantas was out this morning very strongly talking about this as well. So there's a lot of people worried about uh, that sort of direction under a potential Labor government in Canberra. Yes, and at this stage, Labor has not said that uh, it will support this proposal and um, AI Group is doing everything we can to uh, make sure that the arguments are well understood and that this union proposal uh, never sees the light of day. Just while we're talking about that, the ACTU's had a series of rallies that changed the rules rallies, a lot bigger in Melbourne than they were in Sydney. But, uh, you know, what are we doing about that? Are we uh, giving advice to 
employers about those rallies and what they should be, whether they're unlawful or not, for their own workforce to be going out there and joining the ACTU? Yes, AI Group um, advised all uh, members uh, and uh, employers more broadly that any employee that stops work without authorisation um, and attends a union rally is engaging in unlawful industrial action. You know, of course, if the employer were to grant leave, then that's one thing. But if uh, someone just walks off the job to go to a union rally, that's unlawful industrial action. We, uh, we advertise that position very uh, broadly um, through media articles, through advice to members. The ACTU um, sent us a letter saying they disagreed with, uh, with our advice, but there are a whole raft of decisions of courts and tribunals over the years that have uh, upheld the fact that it is unlawful industrial action. In fact, even with this latest round of rallies, the Commission issued some orders ordering employees not to participate because to do so would be unlawful industrial action. Okay. Now, just still related um, to that ACTU campaign, but also just the general message that we're trying to get out to the government and to members and businesses that there's a lot more that unites workplaces and their uh, employers and their workplaces than divides them. And we've got a series of fact sheets and you've got three new ones out in that set. Yes, in fact, there's uh, uh, another five uh, all up that have recently come out. This is all part of AI groups working together, the facts initiative. Um, what we're trying to uh, do is to get the facts out there about the workforce. And, uh, you know, the ACTU is running its uh, campaign, uh, which in many ways is, is aimed at pitting workers against businesses. But everyone knows that the success of businesses depends on workers and workers are only going to get um, high wage increases, generous conditions if their employers are successful. It's, it's just common sense. So in, in addition to the fact sheets that we put out earlier on casual work, um, part-time employment and self-employment, there are five new ones that have just been released on the topics of productivity, company profits, diversity and inclusion, uh, skilled migration, and labour hire. In all of those areas, there are obvious common interests of employers and employees. So you can find those on the online version of this report. You could also email info at aigroup.com.au if you're interested in getting that full pack. And just the last major issue of the day is the full federal court hearing an application by Mondelez International next year now, it looks like February 1919, and they'll be looking into the expression, the meaning of the expression, 10 days of paid personal carer's leave. What's the significance of that case, Steve? Yeah, th this is a very important case. It's going on at, at the moment with the exchanging of submissions and so on. The final hearing before the full federal court will be in, in next uh, uh, February. But in uh, Section 96 of the Fair Work Act, it states that an employee gets 10 days of paid personal carer's leave a year. Now, there, there was a what we believe a common understanding when the Fair Work Act was developed that that effectively meant 76 hours 
you know, two weeks of a 38-hour week, so an employee uh, is entitled to 76 hours. Uh, unions have argued that in the case of 12-hour shift workers, it doesn't mean 76 hours, it means 120 hours, like 10, 12-hour days. Um, so this issue of what is the meaning of 10 days of paid personal carers leave is extremely important. Uh, it'll impact on every employer who has employees working uh, effectively anything more than 7.6 hours a day. So uh, it's a very important case. So it's very big financial exposure for some big companies in particular, I imagine. Yes, there's a, a lot of companies that have significant exposure on, on that issue. So hopefully the, uh, the court makes the decision that uh, we hope it will make. Um, AI Group Workplace Lawyers is, is representing Mondelez in the case and uh, Stuart Wood QC has been briefed and uh, the court will hear all of the arguments in, uh, in great detail. Okay, and uh, that's all for now. So just a reminder, you can get the full members-only report available on our website at aigroup.com.au. It's in the policy section under Workplace Relations, Policy and Advocacy. Thanks to Stephen Smith, Head of National Workplace Relations, AI Group.